Welcome to the Marriage Doc Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Brian Schrader. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, doctor specializing in couples therapy, and expert on dual couple trauma. I'm so glad that you chose to listen today and check out the podcast. And I'm really excited about getting into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of The Marriage Doc. I'm Dr. Brian Schrader, and today we're going to be talking about forgiveness in terms of attachment injury. Uh, I'm going to really be touching base on Dr. Susan Johnson's steps towards forgiveness. Um, and, and it'd be great if for you and your partner or just for yourself to kind of get the book, Hold Me Tight. It's, it's fantastic reading. It has the six steps in there. I'm not going to go in depth on them, but it is an excellent read, um, beneficial to any relationship. Uh, emotional focus therapy. If you're not, if you're not uh, versed in that modality, I encourage you to kind of research that a little bit and look it up. It's a phenomenal approach that I love to use with couples and individuals. Anyway, so let's get started. So the first step I'm really going to focus on probably more than than the rest, and the reason is the first step is the foundation and without a solid healthy foundation if you think of a house it will not stay up you're going to have a house that falls over Um, so it's going to be incredibly important so getting into that so the first step is that the partner that's hurt the one with the attachment injury needs to really allow their emotions out Right. And when I say that, I mean, you can't have surface conversation. Surface conversation will get you nowhere. How many times have you heard a couple or or maybe a friend say, you know, what? me and my girlfriend, me and my wife, me and my partner, we never fought. We never argue. Now, when I say fought, you know, in my mind, it has a different has a different uh, context in my mind than arguing fighting often or or you know we never fought has has a, a more aggressive tone than arguing so probably arguing is a better word uh, although sometimes we use the word synonymously fighting and arguing but either way uh, those relationships you know where you've been with somebody for a year or six months can be less and there hasn't been any arguing any disagreement I'm frightened for those people. I'm going to be blatantly honest. I'm frightened for those people because how open are you being? And this doesn't even have to be a relationship where there is an attachment injury. I mean, any relationship that you're going to be in that's truly going to be deep and have that emotional bond, that emotional um security, you know, one that that's strong enough to have deep enough roots to last, you're going to, you're going to likely have some disagreements, some arguments. My wife and I have, have had our share, you know, we're not perfect and, and it's normal. It's not arguing in the sense of, you know, cussing and swearing at each other and telling each other you hate one another and blah, blah, blah. It's disagreements. You're going to have disagreements. You're going to have moments of being emotional 
okay? That's not abnormal. And it's not, that's not abusive. It, it gets abusive when you start putting people down, you know, and then you're getting into, you know, if you're aware of John Gottman's uh, Horseman of the Apocalypse, right? You're getting into some of those where you're, you know, increasing the likelihood of a separation, breakup, and divorce um, over time. But this is a little different. This is just the idea of, you know, making sure to get below the surface conversation, you know, being as deep and open and honest with your partner as you can possibly be regarding your hurt, your pain. Um, you know, asking yourself, did I feel deprived of comfort? You know, was my partner there? Is my partner there for me? Or, you know, just really getting below the level. And I say it to couples all the time. I said it the other day to a couple. Uh, just really need to get below the surface. And a lot of times what I'll get from couples is, oh, yeah, I've, I've been completely open and honest. And and they may very well have been. I like to see it in session just because I really, it, it's, you know, it's kind of like a mechanic with a car, right? You take your, you take your car to a mechanic because it's making a weird noise. Your mechanic doesn't hear that weird noise, and they might be thinking, okay, well, you know, whatever it was was fixed, um, or hey, let's do some other tests. For me, I'm thinking, okay, if I'm not if I'm not hearing that emotion, I'm hoping that 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 emotionality is being being discussed, right? That that below the surface conversations being had that that raw conversation, I think is probably the best in order to really express to your loved one, man, that hurt. That hurt like crazy. I am in so much pain. You know, your lack of, for example, your lack of support when I needed you made me feel like shit. That's the type of conversation you need to have. Not just a, you really upset me when you didn't talk to me. That is so surface. That's BS. You, you have to get deep. You have to, because this has affected you in a very deep and emotional way. So you need to express that openly. I'm not saying be violent. I'm not saying anything like that. Don't throw anything. I'm not saying it. Use your words. But that's hugely important part. And that's hugely, and I use that word too much. Like, what, am I, what is that? Anyway, uh, that's a major, that's a major step right there. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, then I'm going to go through the rest of the steps. Like I said, this first step is going to take a little bit longer. It's a little more intense, but I'll be right back after this quick break and we'll get through the rest of the steps. All right, so we're back. So getting through steps two through six. So the idea then after the injured partner has had the opportunity and has been emotionally raw and open to express their their hurt the partner that did the injuring the injuring partner we'll call them um, needs to be staying present in the moment right they need to hear they need to acknowledge their part they need to you know be really respectful um you need to make sure that you acknowledge that you not only hear your, your loved one in the injury, 
but that you're willing to accept your role, you're willing to be there and be supportive moving forward. Uh, it, I've talked about in the past this intervention called the speaker listener, where you have one partner speaking about, in this case, the injury, and the listener, who would be the injuring partner, would be hearing the the injured partner talk about rawly their emotion, and then they would kind of flip roles, and the injuring partner would then not only summarize what they've heard and acknowledge that and respect that and be present in the moment, um, but also express how how terrible they feel about how they their role has played in all of this. Um, you know, and then after you, you get to that part, then then you're gonna have a conversation where essentially um, you're having a, a almost another come to Jesus moment. <laughs> Call it that. Uh, it's the the never again dictum is what Dr. Johnson calls it. You know, and I really find it to be interesting. Um, they kind of flip the script a little bit, you know, the, the injured partner comes out from their protective shell, you know, and, and that raw emotion that's beneath the surface comes up and they just basically set up a boundary and say, this isn't going to happen anymore. You know, this can't happen anymore. Um, you know, and the injuring partner continues on and takes, continues to take responsibility for their, their, uh, the pain they've caused, right? And continues to acknowledge that and be with them. And, and it's all about then coming back together. It's almost, it's, you can see it as this big cycle. So, you know, you go from the, the injured partner expresses their raw emotion, the injuring partner begins taking ownership, you know, and then the injured partner states about how, you know, I'm, I'm coming out of my shell, so to speak. I'm going to be right there. I'm not going to, let this happen again. I'm setting a boundary. And then the injuring partner, again, claims their, their responsibility. Then the couple kind of comes together in a conversation to help identify, you know, the needs and, and how they can work together versus pushing each other apart. And then at the end of that would be step six, when the couple then creates a new story that captures the injuring event but how they can move forward from that. There's there's absolutely a lot that goes into it. I kind of just gave a little bit of a summary of those steps, but they're hugely important. Um, and like I said before, at the beginning of this podcast, step one is massive. And I can respect how difficult that is, but step one is massive. You know, and, and there's a lot of stuff that goes into that, right? It's a, a person's ability to feel safe in a therapeutic setting. Um, I'm going to kind of take a sidebar conversation here for a second, just kind of a little background. So um, I, I do some um, adjunct work in a marriage and family therapy program out of California, and we've been working on and these are all graduate students right in the marriage and family therapy field and so we've been working on that initial session and the reason i bring this up is because it's been hammered into these students as it needs to be hammered in for marriage and family therapists and any other 
clinicians working with couples or, or people who have experienced attachment injuries or anything else, that that session has to be safe, right? So if you don't have a safe environment, you're not going to be able to really allow for this raw emotion to come up. So you have to make sure as a clinician that you've created this therapeutic environment to be able to have this process take place. So with that being said, um, I'll be right back. We're going to take the final break and then finish up today's podcast. All right. So as we kind of wrap up this episode, um, I hope it was very beneficial. There's a lot that went into it, so feel free to listen to it a few times. You know, just kind of let it sink in. It's just really important um, to be there. As you know, if you take nothing else away, be open and honest with your partner and be willing to be vulnerable. Because if, you, if you're not able to be vulnerable over time, you know, that that could be spelling problems for your relationship. So if you have any other questions, feel free to email me at brian at themarriagedoc.com. You can check out my website, www.themarriagedoc.com. Um, also, Anchor has this cool um, ability for people to leave messages. If you have any questions, comments about the podcast, feel free. Um, and uh, kind of going from there. Um, I'll see everybody on the next, or I'll talk to everybody, I should say, on the next podcast. I appreciate your time, and those who check out the podcast, feel free to share. Um, also, if you are in the state of Pennsylvania and you are looking for a marriage and family therapist, check out my website, www.themarriagedoc.com. Through my private practice, Schrader Clinical Consulting, um, I do uh telehealth work and i'd be happy to connect with you and do a consultation and see if we are a good match for one another all right everybody i hope everybody has a wonderful easter holiday or break or whatever you're doing this weekend uh stay safe and i will connect with everybody next time i'm out